you're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go! You know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take him out of that conversation. In that Man, he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any, any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's almost 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. I thought that 2010 that should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. Well, that's to fill the stadium. I, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. Well, I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. And he's going to be in section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major league. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow, who, no, he did not play today, but it's okay. He's not injured. It's a day off, a day of rest. They're off tomorrow, two days off. Not a big deal. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 1,292 subscribers on YouTube. That is awesome. And I've got, I don't know, 1,000 or something downloads on the podcast. You guys are doing great. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, do me a favor. And you're not subscribed, go to the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell for the notification. And also, if you want to support me and what I'm doing, we're also doing Super Chats exclusively in the YouTube channel, so make sure you hit that up too. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, got a special guest today. He's on a fairly new podcast. I think they've got like 13, 14 episodes in, but they're killing it. They got, they've got better guests than I have. I mean, they're doing awesome. So if you guys have not checked out the same old stripes, make sure you check them out. But here's my boy, Willie Lutz. <laughs> Willie, what's going on, man? Not very much, my friend. Uh, I got to say I'm doing better than the Bengals offense and a little bit worse than the Bengals defense so far through training camp. But <laughs> I guess I'm doing pretty good then. If I, I mean, the Bengals defense right now is a hard bar to achieve, but I'm doing Dude, good. I, it's a beautiful side. Yeah. I'm down there. Their defense looks pretty, pretty freaking good. I, I like what I'm seeing from the defense. Everybody's like, "Oh, what about the offense? You're worried about it?" Like, I'm not worried about the offense. The defense—they're actually covering guys. There's very, very little space for Joe to throw the ball in. I like it. I think it's good. But like I said, I'll start really worried about it, like when we get closer to the season and stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what's going on. So, what's up, man? You've you've had a couple Bengals on, on your on your podcast. I, I'm pretty impressed with you. You should tell everybody about your podcast. Tell you who you are and who you had on and all that stuff. Yeah, so I'm not one that likes to plug myself, but here I am plugging myself regardless. Hey, that, that's what hey. you're on the show for. On yeah, that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> it's too bad for my own little weird precondition about it. Regardless, <laughs> uh, so if you guys haven't already checked it out, I'm host or one of three hosts of the Same Old Stripes podcast. Uh, although we're the Same Old Stripes, we consider ourselves an optimistic Bengals podcast, so I guess there's a little bit of a, a joke there in, in the title. <laughs> we we right. keep it very optimistic. Billy, our co-host, is the only one that probably gets a little grumpy. 
And he's just got very strong opinions about very random Bengals subjects that we can all very much accept, which right. including uh, he believed that Trey Hill was going to be the starting center for the Cincinnati Bengals in week one. And yeah. at the start of the yeah, camp, regard. yeah, which did not <laughs> happen. So no. regardless, uh, make sure you check us out. We had Clark Harris on the show, who all of you guys know. He's a, another friend of mine who has beautiful hair. Um, oh, Zim's in the corner. Hey, Zim, what's up, my friend? We had Renell Wren on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, we just had Lindsay Patterson on the show this week, and I really recommend you guys give that episode a listen. She had some really good insights as far as all things Bengals training camp go. Uh, make sure you check us out. We're on basically every platform you can find. I had to sweat it out a little bit to try to get on Apple Podcasts when we first started the show, but we're there now. So if you haven't Woo! found us before, send me an email. Send me an, I actually you don't have my email. Just send me a message and I'll let you know where you can find it. Yeah, just DM you. It'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into let's let's first let's get into the chat here because it's already already blowing up here. Uh let's see here. Uh there you go. Stuart. He says, give the guy a break, right? He's a broken guy trying to rebuild. I think he's talking about uh, Joe Burrow. And I know a lot of people are worried about Joe. Look, the the thing that we all should have been worried about more about is him moving around and looking like a normal quarterback. And trust me, he looks like a normal quarterback. None of the throws aren't there. Brandon Allen, I'll tell you, that dude looks really good in training camp. It's training camp, you know? So, like I said, again, I've been on the bridge, I don't know, five or six uh, days watching on the, on the practice. And from what I've seen, the defense in every aspect is farther than the offense. And Zach's kind of kind of said some stuff like that on his uh, his press conference today. I got some clips of that we can we can play later on today. But again, Willie, I'm not I'm really not worried about the offense. I don't know I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I'm very more excited about how the defense looks. To be honest. Yeah, and like you, I don't really feel like we're at a place where we need to worry about the offense too much. But instead, I want everyone to take a step back and think about, you know, what this defense was, you know, this time last year, but into last season, which basically you were looking at a team that had, you know, no Trey Waynes and no Chidobia Wuzier and no Mike Hilton. And those are your three new cover corners. And here's what I think is the big difference between the 2020 Bengals and 2021 Bengals. There is a sense of accountability and a sense of wanting it that I think has been instilled particularly by two guys. And it's the two guys that I believe are the best safety group in the NFL. Absolutely. Von Bell and Jesse Bates III have brought an accountability to this defense. It seems like everyone, I mean, Sam Hubbard's a leader on this team, but even he's kind of following their lead in terms of, you know, this is how we're going to play in Cincinnati. This is what we want our defense to look like. I mean, when all of you guys – I know you're out there because every single one of you have something to say about that week 15 game against Pittsburgh. We all love what we saw in that game. The reason that defense came out firing had everything to do with the way Von Bell and Jesse Bates, the third were playing. Now there's a lot of other guys that had a contribution to that win. Obviously one of our great friends, Ryan Finley, uh, since the part, <laughs> the legend, game. the legend, but Ryan Finley, <laughs> next guy on the ring of honor, in my opinion, if you ask me, <laughs> Ryan Finley, uh, <laughs> he jumps the list just for that. Regardless, exactly. yeah, you got to be happy with where your defense is, and especially hearing that Chidobe Awuzie in particular has been absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. in training yep. camp. And it looks like he's been lining up against Jamar Chase a lot in particular. I mean, those are your big dollar investments. I'd be excited and I'd be less worried about the offense. Exactly. I mean, it's, it, I'll tell you, Ch- Chita Bay has looked really good. I mean, I, I just, just secondary 
in, in general has looked really good because that's what I think people are are missing is because like I said I watched they're, they're doing red line or red line uh, goal line uh, offense and Joe's back there back there back to each other there's no place for him to throw it <laughs> you know I mean there really isn't uh, he's trying to make these these throws in these tight windows, tight windows and it's just not working which it's fine it's not a big deal but the off, the defense is looking that good. I think now I'm not trying to get everybody hyped up that we're going to have the, the, a legendary top you know five defense or anything. But for the first you know week and a half of camp, yeah, the the defense looks really good. The offense, eh, you know. But again, it's the beginning of the camp. Who knows? Two weeks from now, it might be the exact opposite. I have no idea. But I would not worry about what's going on with the offense and just the guys that we have out there are so much better than the guys we had out there last year. The secondary in general is the, the, the talent is not even, not even close in my opinion. And I'm really liking watching the linebackers. I can see Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt. And I've been kind of hard on Pratt. I, I didn't know if he was going to be make that jump, but he intercepted burrow uh, two days ago. And he's looking really good. Davis Gaither's looking really good. So, and in Zach's words, he says he thinks they've already made the jump from year one to year two. So, like I said, all this stuff doesn't mean it's bad. And the way I look at it, too, is Joe Burrow had – because somebody just messaged me right before the show started asking me about <laughs> Joe Burrow. I'm like, I answered him real quick. I'm like, I'm about to go on the show. Uh, if I'm worried about it, Joe Burrow hasn't played football since November. Brandon Allen played, you know, the whole, what, second half of last year, pretty much? For the most part. So, yeah. So – He's not only getting him his knee healthy and, and trying to see how that works, but he's also trying to get back in the swing of things. So, I mean, I don't care how great you are. If you haven't done something in a long time, it takes a little while sometimes to, to knock the rust off. Yeah, and I think it's a two-pronged thing for me. One, there's the rust aspect. And then two, this is all install, which is something Tyler Boyd made very clear in some of his comments to the media today. Like, we're at a point in training camp where the defense is a pretty good idea of what the offense is going to be running. This is how these things are communicated. You know, the offense is kind of teeing the defense up. Not that they shouldn't be having like some high level of success. Oh, are you still there or are you frozen? Willie, Willie, Willie. Hello, Willie. I think he's frozen. Well, let's see if he can come back. All right, so I can get into uh, some of the stuff that Zach uh, Taylor said today. Hopefully, Willie can get his internet fixed and he can come back on. But um, Zach was asked a couple questions, and I hope I'm not going to get troubled by YouTube for playing these, but I think it's kind of cool. He's asking about the separation, you know, like, like me and Willard just talk about the separation that the wide receivers are not getting uh, with the DBs and wants to know if uh, he's, he's concerned about it. And this is what he had to say. And, and uh, you know, for, for, for all those guys, um, I, I think as we go forward, we, we start to emphasize guys doing certain things and really focus in on what we're expecting them to do in the season. Right now we're just calling plays and everyone's expected to do everything, which is the way you want it. They're all capable of that. Um, as it gets closer to the first preseason game, you really get the chance to hone in on, on what guys do best and really emphasize that, and, and uh, that'll be good. So, yeah, it, it, they're installing a lot of things. You know, it, it, it could be a lot of coaches speak, you know, yada, yada. They're installing things. They're expecting everybody to do everything. They're working on certain things. 
you know, and, and I just, I, and I know everybody's like, you know, we expected Joe Burrow to come out guns blazing, you know, and I, that's something that I, I think is a good question that actually I got to give to Paul Dare Jr. He asked Zach that is if we're expecting too much. And I think this is it. Let me play this one here. You know, I, I try not to have those sorts of expectations. So people are entitled to do whatever they want to think coming into it. Um, but again, it's just it's our job to get certain guys ready for this first game and other guys ready for the first game of the regular season. You know, and so, you know, you look at Joe and DJ and Trey and really our process is to get them ready for Minnesota on September 12th. There's a lot of other guys we're trying to get ready for next Saturday whenever we play against Tampa Bay. So there's different tracks guys are on right now. And and I'm, I'm encouraged from what I see from Joe and what I meet with Joe. And um, again, we're going to complete more balls as we go forward. We all know that. So. Willie's back. You're, you're unfrozen. So I don't, I don't know if you got to hear, hear uh, what Zach was talking about there, but we talk about the uh, expectations of Joe Burrow and, and, you know, everybody expects him to come out there and be 100% right away, foot on the gas and go. And that's just not the way it is. What's your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I'm sorry, everyone. My browser crashed on us. But <laughs> it happens, man. It's the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Zach Taylor big time here. I mean, if he feels confident in Joe Burrow at this stage, if he feels comfortable with where Joe's at, I mean, he's going to have a lot more insight into what's really going on with Joe, which is something I was trying to touch on before I uncomfortably broke up and saw the screen go black on me, which was a terrifying event for me. Uh, regardless, yeah, if, if the coaching staff feels comfortable with where Joe's at and the medical staff feels comfortable where Joe's at and Joe Burrow, frankly, feels comfortable with where Joe's at. I mean, it's really just a matter of time before we see that start to click on, you know, some of these throws and some of these 11 on 11 kind of situations. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really a matter of time in my head. It, it does. I mean, we we're all terrified because of the knee injury. I mean, if it was 20 years ago, I think it'd be a lot bigger deal than it is now. But everyone, expectations, and I see it in the corner, expectations can be high, but let's just make sure that we're in, or we're in reality. I mean, there's a lens on this team right now because of all the superstar talent or superstar potential talent on this mm -hmm. team. Right, right. But, like, if this happened in the Andy Dalton era and the offense wasn't lighting it up, I mean – no one would have thought anything of it. Like, we would not be talking about crazy offensive struggles right now. It's just not where we would be. It would be like, oh, Zim's got him tuned up this year. Or, right. oh, I mean, oh, man, I'm blanking on other freaking defensive coordinators. But, oh, hey. uh, oh, crud. I can't even think of the the, uh, the one with the Raiders. I can picture him, can picture him all I day know. long. I cannot yeah. get the name. Standard? Uh, regardless. Uh, somebody in the chat will tell me because this happens to me all the time. I'll start talking by somebody like, you know, that one guy, and then somebody pops the answer up in the chat. But everybody, everybody knows who you're talking about. That's a lot. He has a visor quite a bit, regardless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we would not be quite as concerned. Actually, I don't think we'd be concerned at all. We'd just be like, oh, offense is taking its time to figure itself out. I right. mean, like, listen, like, Joe Burrow is going to be Joe Burrow. It, it might not be, you know, Joe Burrow becomes Tom Brady in week one, but we know who Joe Burrow is. We know what Joe Burrow's made of. We know that it really feels, there we go. Paul Gunther in the corner. That's I, the name. I, my I'm boy, Terry, Terry, yeah. that, that boy's quick. He comes up with, he helps me out on the show a lot. He, he hooks me up all the time. <laughs> Terry, That's you're the great. man. Yeah. But yeah, I think it just kind of comes back to the fact that it's early in camp. If the team in terms of the coaching staff and his teammates feel comfortable with where he's at, 
just give it time, everyone. Like, I yeah. feel like I keep saying that, and we right. want to see it actually well, happen. But... We just we got we got to be patient. Yeah. I know everybody. We want we want to be you know the Super Bowl champs now. We want it now. It's it's got to it's going to take time. It's it's going to happen. Just uh, and I and I'm I'm still not saying I think I still think we're going to be good this year. So I mean this is this is nowhere way wavered my feelings about how we're going to play this year. But let's get to Josh's comment here. He says, not in the slightest worried about Joe or the offense. Way too early to, to be concerned with that amount of talent on that side of the ball. Exactly. And the thing is, yeah, look at this way too. Chase didn't play last year either. So, I mean, you can do all the drills and everything you want, but when you're playing against, you go from taking a whole year off of, of college football, you know, and then jumping to the NFL, there, there's going to be, there might be a slight learning curve. But, you know, I think, I really do think we'll be fine. The one that I'm really impressed with makes some really good catches is Auden Tate. He made a catch on the sidelines two days ago that the whole team went nuts. It was, you know, it's, it's a normal Auden Tate. He jumped up over top of him, high point of the ball, came down it, two taps, got it in. It was a great catch. It's just like, man, if Auden Tate was a little bit faster, he would be an elite wide receiver. So, you know, let's get back to what uh, what I was doing before with Zach um, – Zach had more in his, his press conference today, and um, this is two of them. He's, and this more, it's about Joe again. Talk about the passing game, and then the other question that's on this one too is: Is the pass rush bothering Joe? And this is what Zach had to say about it. Well, it's got to play it first, I'd hope. No, I, I didn't listen to Tyler just now, but but there's there's some good progress that we can continue to make in the pass game, and that's going to come, you know. So um, that's really exciting. So. Again, it's good to build off what we got yesterday. Um, we'll have a, a day off tomorrow, so we'll have a chance to step back and get guys back healthy. There's a couple of nicks and bruises out there that, that are really just day-to-day stuff for a couple guys, um, but nothing of, of major concern right now. Second, the pass rush bothering Joe at all? No, I, I think it's it's the whole unit right now. We're just getting a feel for each other. and. Um, you know, it's it's no you'd, you'd like to be throwing touchdowns in every play right now, but um, we got some progress to be made, but there's no cause for panic uh, for any reason for that. So we still got 39 days before our first game, you know. So we got a lot of lot of practices left to be had. So um, I'm excited because because we know that we can continue to get better and be more detailed, and, and that's going to come. So Zach's not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Like he said, we got 39 days. Things are happening. Now, somebody asked in the chat if. Um, Reef was okay. Yeah, he got dinged um, two days ago uh, when Joe threw an interception. And actually, it was one that, that um, right? yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Pratt Pratt intercepted him, and yeah. then he got dinged in the head. So he's, he was a little woozy or whatever. I think he was out there today. You know, well, I'm up on the bridge, man. It's kind of hard sometimes because they all roll the, the jerseys up, and I'm trying to look at the number, and I can only see the back of it. So I think he was out today, but I wasn't sure. But it's it is it is what it is, and we all have to. Re- realize it's early it's the second week of camp it's going to be okay things will be fine now let's get to some of the questions here um or comments you guys are blowing it up i love it uh let's see here hey, let's go with steve uh chase didn't play carmen was hurt joe is wounded we're young keep it healthy and we'll be fire and that's the other thing too you got you to realize is you you don't want to go full bore at the first couple of weeks of camp because you don't want to have serious injuries. I mean, Obajobi, Ob, I always say his name, Obajobi. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> I always say his, Larry Obajobi's name wrong. 
But I don't think he's been on the practice field yet. I haven't seen 65 out there. He's been on the rehab because he's got a slightly pulled hamstring. I'm a little concerned with that one more than anything else, to be honest, because he hasn't been on the field yet, and he had this problem last year, and it it it, it, it affected him the whole year. So that's one I think if we're worried about anything, we might want to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, and that's something that the more I look at it, the more it stresses me out. Now, I have tried to like maintain a little bit of optimism about it. If you want a positive spin on it, and I'll give you the kind of counter side of it here in a second, but you are getting important reps of the three technique now. I mean, Mike Daniels is obviously going to be the first backup, first line of defense. He did it last year to yep. uh, little to no effect in the pass rush. No offense to Mike Daniels. I love Mike he's, Daniels, but he, he's, oh, he's way great. better on the front of the Yeah. I mean, but you're getting key opportunities for guys like if you want to experiment with them here, even kicking Trey Hendrickson inside, you're going to have Osai getting some reps there. You're going to have Cam Sample getting some reps there. We saw Sam Hubbard kick inside on some pass rushdowns last year. So there's one asterisk there, and I think it's interesting to see some of those quicker guys kick in, get a little more opportunity to you know be a part of these 11-on-11 pressures. But the closer we get to the season and the less chance we have to see Larry Ogunjobi play in these 11-on-11 drills, you know, regardless, I mean, it's all training camp at the end of the day. But it does matter to start building that chemistry. And especially with this defense having such a hot start in training camp. And, you know, a good day in training camp is as good as a good day in training camp. But you do start to feel some of that momentum and you start to feel some of that camaraderie. I mean, you're seeing, you're feeling yourselves out there. You're beating an offense that's supposed to be pretty damn good this year. I mean, you're looking at a team that should have some explosive stuff going on. And the defense is basically shut all of that up. So when you don't have Larry Ogunjobi up there to really create that pressure in the middle as a part of that greater formula, you just start to kind of makes you wonder what's it, what's going to look like when it's actually on the field and against Minnesota. Less of a big deal. I don't really particularly think they're going to light up the world with their offensive line in 2021. <laughs> but as you get further into the season, you're going to start playing some real offensive lines, unlike the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but you're going to start playing. Yeah, thank you. You start playing the Cleveland Browns, and you're going to want to get pressure. You're going to start playing Baltimore, and you're going to want to get pressure. I mean, Kansas City's even got a revamped offensive line. You got to play them at the end of the year. If Larry Ogunjobi isn't the guy. That's going to, you know, be at least Geno Light, you know, the 2018 edition of Geno. This team doesn't have an answer at three technique once again, which, I mean, how many years in a row are we going to keep saying it? Because 2018, it was half as good as it really could have been. 2019, I mean, that's kind of the downslide of Geno Atkins. Then 2020, basically got no Geno Atkins to work with, or at least not who Geno Atkins is to us. No, that shoulder killed him. Yeah, no one watching this show thinks that Geno Atkins in 2020 is the Geno Atkins we saw, you know, in 2013. It's just not even comparable. It's like saying A.J. Green in 2020 is the A.J. Green we saw in 2013. Totally different worlds. Well, I'll put put it to you this way. I'm very excited to to see the run stoppers we have. I I, I can't wait to see Tyler Sheldon and somebody, Big Daddy Bayou, that's what I call him. And Jeff Anderson says, Tyler Sheldon's going to shock some people. Man, is huge. Moves very well. I saw him today. Dude, he moves quick for a big dude. He moves quick. And I'm watching him. And shout out to the other two guys that are up there on the bridge with me today. They said they subscribed to my show. They told me their names. I knew I should have wrote it down. I completely forgot. So The boys. Shout out to to the boys with me on the Bengals bridge crew. But we're watching (laughs) Sheldon. And he's huge. And he's moving quick. 
And you got him. You got Oban. Oban it. Say his name again. Larry Ogunjobi. 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 I got to get that. Ogun. Ogunjobi. When he gets to play, you also got DJ Reader. So that's another thing too. It was Zach's, you know, we're trying to, to, to nurse DJ back. So him and Joe and all these guys that are injured are ready for first game against Minnesota. But I think we're really going to be able to stop the run this year. As long as we don't get hit, killed with injuries, but we had three guys last year and not one single game. Did any of those three play together on the same game? We got four of them this year. So hopefully that, that'll help. And he's still, he's still got Ren too. Everybody, you can't forget about him too. He's, he's another, yeah, you had him on, on your podcast. So, I mean, you can't forget about him too. So we have, this is what I get to be so excited about the team. We have depth, you know, we have, I, we have more depth now than we've had since probably 2015, 2014, maybe, yeah. you know, I mean, so I'm really excited about the, the run stopping ability we have because when you're going to play the clowns, you're going to play the rappers, you have got to stop the run because that's how they beat us last year. I know. I mean, I, I, I talked about it with Zim yesterday. I'll take Baker Mayfield standing back there and him having to make a decision on where to throw the ball to instead of just handing it off. Same with and nothing against Lamar Jackson. And Lamar, Lamar Jackson could still beat us throwing the ball, but I'll take him trying to beat us throwing the ball than running it. So that's why I'm really excited about our run defense. And like I said, Tyler Shelvin just got me excited today watching him move. Well, that's exactly what I want to hear out of training camp. But that's really just kind of something that is, you know, visual evidence of something that I've really had my eye on, you know, really since the the draft picture kind of came in full circle. Because when you have DJ Reader and Tyler Shelvin as your two guys that are stuffed in the middle – I mean, there's already just going to be limited room to move. I mean, regardless of whether you can, you know, get a little ground on those guys if you're an offensive lineman, but those are just big bodies and guys that, you know, keep their feet churning and they can just evaporate a run rather quickly with, you know, just like you're saying, they move really quick. They both have really incredible feet and especially Tyler Shelvin, no slight to DJ Reader here, but Tyler Shelvin's feet are just absolutely unreal some of the things i got to watch him do and you know reviewing lsu tape holy moly can that guy play some football i mean it's wild and you know just like you were saying this has been the worst run stop defense in the league over the last two years and you know that's including having sam hubbard who is graded as espn's best run stop win rate defender in the national football league so when you have guys that you can trust up the middle, finally, as long as they stay healthy. Right. When you have Trey Hendrickson, who the team is really, you know, bullish on as a run defender, and Sam Hubbard, who is an incredible run defender, and you have Von Bell, who is probably the best run defending safety in football, you know, basically over the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really impressive group. I'm a little worried about the linebacking group still in terms of the run stop because all of us have seen them get absolutely smoked. But when they have a terrible defensive line in front of them like they did in 2020. Right. We're not yep. getting any favors. So yep. I'm feeling a lot better about this run stop group. And you have Mike Hilton too, who I like in his run stop game. So I'm feeling pretty good about the run stop. I think they will be, if there's an area of this defense where they really excel, I think the run stop ends up being, you know, cream of the crop. No, the pass coverage surprises me. And uh, that could end up being the area that, you know, is kind of the underdog here. But if I'm looking for an area where this defense can hang its hat on, I don't think running backs are getting very far. Not for, from what I've seen, the pass coverage looks really good. Run stop looks really good. And the only one I'm kind of worried about is, is the pass rush. Hendrickson's got gotten around. Hubbard's gotten around. 
I haven't seen a Sly or Sample really do anything, but again, it's early. We'll see what happens. But and I'll give it to Zim what he said yesterday. It's awful big ask to have two rookies come in and plug and play who are, you know, what, a third round and a fourth round pick to come in and really, really do something. So it, it could happen. But either way, I, I think our defense is going to be improved. And we don't, like we've said before, we don't need a top five defense. We need maybe top 15 defense, something around there. That would help. But let's get to some of the, uh, comments question here because you guys are getting ahead of me here and i'm not gonna be able to read any of them all right wolf says about joe uh playing the preseason joe should sit preseason one take the speed and the game in mentally and let him play a couple of series if he needs to be hit get get right let him get hit because the vikings are going to hit him what are you what are your thoughts on on joe starting or not starting out playing in the preseason where, where are you at on that uh you know i'm gonna get smoked on on this one by the football guys out there because you know in reality we'd all love to see that toughness you know i'm gonna play in the preseason but if i'm just being a realist here the last thing in the world we should see is joe burrow playing in the preseason and here's why why in the world would you put your franchise quarterback coming off of a torn acl up to a risk in a silly, meaningless game, you know, regardless of whether he needs the reps or whether he needs the hits. We saw him come out last year, week one against the Chargers, and look pretty, pretty sharp, all things considered, for a rookie quarterback who had a very limited, uh, you know, preseason process across the board. You know, training camp was very different than it is now, and there's no OTAs or minicamp. He hardly knew his teammates. You know, he didn't have a chance to go up and shake those dudes' hands in the locker room that often. It wasn't like they were in there being guys and playing video games and doing all that fun stuff that comes with, you know, that team-building camaraderie. I mean, you know, I get the idea. I get that, you know, having him get hit would be valuable in some capacity just for, you know, getting rid of that mental block. But if there's one thing I'm not worried about with Joe Burrow, it's the mental toughness. I just I don't worry about it, you know. No, absolutely not. That's the least of my worries, and that's the thing that I've kind of watched Joe, and it, it sucks. The last he didn't play today, but the last two practices, he ended the practice on an interception. On Tuesday, wait, what did say? On Monday, they stayed after and, and worked on it, going on the deep ball, and I tweeted that out on uh on my Twitter page. You guys can watch, check it out there. Tuesday, he did the same thing, and you can just see. It, 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 you you would expect him like I threw his helmet or got upset. He didn't. He was just calm. Took his helmet off. Walked back to the huddle. And it's I know it bothers him, but it's that confidence, that cool, that calm that we all love about Joe that is going to pull him through this. Him and and Chase have already done this. And I did it in college, but it's a very high level in college, and they won a national championship. So. Like you said, I don't think either one of them are going to lose confidence at all in what their abilities are because that's what's got them here. And if you just watch them in camp, they're just doing the work that needs to be done. And it's going to pay off. So I'm not, again, not worried about how Burrow is, is looking right now or about his confidence. And to get into the question about if Joe should play in the preseason, I was initially against it. But I have to give it to and it's one of the guys I met on the bridge today. He made a comment on my show when I said this a couple weeks ago. And he does make sense. Um, he says, if we don't have enough confidence 
in the offensive line to block enough for Joe to not get hurt in the preseason, then how are we not going to have confidence in playing in the regular season? You know, I get that perspective. I really do. But it, it's it's less about an offensive line question for me as, you know, football can be such a random and unforgiving game. Like, it's just – I think everyone here remembers Kenny – or not everyone. I mean, certainly there's some very young Bengals fans out there. But the Kenny Iron situation, it happened oh, in yeah. training camp. Very highly acclaimed running back. People thought he could really be a future star for this team. And just through – I think it might have been in the second preseason game, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Because I remember being at the training camp when he was a rookie and being a little dude and getting really excited about getting my football signed <laughs> by Kenny Irons because that was the guy <laughs> at the moment. Like everyone was like, "This is this is the next dude." Didn't happen because of a silly preseason injury. And you know, not everyone gets the opportunity like a quarterback to be, "Hey, I'm going to sit back. I'm not going to do the the preseason games because they don't matter and there's no reason for me to get hurt." I'm not worried about the offensive line being the reason Joe Burrow gets hurt. Let's say he has a a bootleg and all of a sudden. You know, one of those, you know, let's – who are we playing the last – is it the Dolphins that were playing the last Dolphins preseason game? Dolphins are yeah, the last preseason game. That's the only, yeah. only home game we have for preseason. Yeah, so let's just say you're at home against the Dolphins. Joe Burrow's running a bootleg action, and for whatever reason, the Dolphins linebacker gets him, rolls up, and he breaks his wrist. Like, it's just – it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just – if I was Zach Taylor and if I was Mike Brown, if I'm Duke Tobin – I'm in alignment that I know Joe Burrow wants to play. But, I mean, I don't want to risk the injury over something silly. Exactly. Now, Jeff Anderson said he saw me up on the bridge. Did you? Were you up on the bridge with me, or you just saw me on the bridge? <laughs> you were just driving. Just yeah, just driving by. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm up there. Everybody's honking their horn. Who damn? Someone was <laughs> crap out of me. I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, this is super fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Oh, you're with me. Okay. All right. There you go, Jeff. Okay. He was one of the guys up there with me. What's up? Uh, you think I can remember that name? That's my name. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I had somebody put something stupid in the chat, so I had to block him real quick. So I'm trying to get back to where I was at before. Now, since that Bengals new era says this, he said, uh, Burrow isn't the same he heard. Same as he was before he got hurt, the way he's Throwing the ball? No, not right now. He's not. No, I mean, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to lie and say he's looking uh, looking great. But as far as do I think he's going to be the same Joe Burrow as he was that threw for 400 and 300 yards and you know the first couple games last year with no pre preseason? Yeah, I think he's going to be like that. I just think it's going to take a little while to get there because, like I said, let's give the DBs credit. Maybe they're playing pretty good. Yeah, and I'll also uh, just make a note there. I think Joe Burrow might be a little better at some point this year, but that's a whole other tangent. Better than what he was last year? Yeah. I mean, the dude oh, put yeah. some glass on that fastball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, see, that's that's the one thing that I'm kind of surprised about. And this is what cracked me up when I put this the video out there. And like I said, it's from the bridge. I don't know if you saw it. It's on my Twitter. It's from the bridge. So, and it's Joe throwing the ball, which, I mean, honestly, unless I'm telling you it's Joe, I don't know. And, well, he's got a knee brace on. Other than a knee brace, you're not going to be able to know it's Joe or not unless I'm telling you this is Joe. It's so far away. But he does have a knee brace on. And he threw the ball, and he hit chase in stride you know but then people got on there on the twitter line and chat like oh you can tell he's not getting his legs into it he's under throwing i'm like dude i'm i'm on a bridge i can't even tell that i'm like so i mean there are some balls that he has underthrown but there are some he's overthrown too so the, yeah. the velocity 
you know, it, it's like I said, I think he's a little rusty. Anything is look, the man has worked his ass off to rehab his freaking knee, and he also uh, uh, strengthened his arm strength. Okay, he's done a hell of a lot in one off season. So, but just give the guy a break, you know, just relax. You know, he's that's why I think that's why I think Zach let him have the day off, which I don't think it's a bad thing. He let him have today off. They're off tomorrow. He can re because when he plays football, he can't really rehab his knee. So he can do some stuff on his knee, rehab, chill out, get a mental break, get ready to go. One last comment on that subject. Right. We're talking about practice, man. It's not even We're a game. Practice, man. <laughs> every, every time somebody says that, you go back to Alan Iris. Practice, man. Not the thing, not the game. Not the thing I live and die for is practice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, oh, I like this one. <laughs> the, Steelers, the Squealers are the new laughing stop of the AFC North. I, let's talk about the, the Squealers. And I, I, the thing that, that irritates me that happened in, which, I, by the way, how much time you got? We've been talking for a while now. You, you got time <laughs> or you need to get going? You need to give me a I, time. I'll give you another five or 10. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know how the, the national the media went off on the Bengals. Oh my goodness, they didn't protect Joe Burrow. You know, they didn't they went and drafted Chase, even though from the, the guys that are gonna start on the offensive line this year compared to the ones that started last year, there's only two that started last year that are starting this year. It's Hopkins and and General Williams. But no, we did nothing for the offensive line. But the Squealers, who lost two very important players from their offensive line, which wasn't very good last year, draft a running back. And then they asked me, oh, my goodness, the Steelers did it again. They got a running back. But their offensive line is crap. So if the Bengals do that, what are you guys doing? I, that's what drives me freaking nuts. And I, it's the narrative that the, the Squares could do no wrong, no matter what they do, because they're probably still going to be – there's probably still going to be some, some experts that pick the Squares above us. Ah, man, it's – it's a funny thing these days when I see people picking the Steelers to go anything other than eight and nine at the very maximum. Because frankly, like when you look at that roster, and especially when you look at the depth chart on the offensive line, I mean, you're already dealing with a Ben Roethlisberger who is no longer the Ben Roethlisberger who can survive in the pocket and, you know, make some moves, get out of the way, take a hit. It's just not the same guy. And there's, People saying he's really focused on his diet this year and he's lost some weight. I've seen some pictures of Ben Roethlisberger. He looks like exactly the same Ben Roethlisberger yeah. we've watched for the last. He don't look any skinnier to yeah. me, dude. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't scare me. Najee Harris, I think he's going to have a nice rookie year, but that offensive line isn't going to do him any favors. He's going to be fighting for every single yard. And we keep going through Steelers' offensive coordinators too. It just seems like they never find a guy. Now Matt Canada is supposed to be the guy up there. It was Randy Fincher or Fick, yeah. wherever he's pronounced that dude's last name. That maybe, guy was maybe. a travesty. It's yeah. all a mess. So it's just it's because they can't, they can't get along with Ben. I, yeah. I think it's Ben. Because I mean, Ben's the only one's always there, and all of us coordinators always leave. I mean, there's a the Super Bowl winning quarterback is always going to win the room at the end of the day, but the offensive coordinators keep going out for a reason, and the quarterback isn't making him look better, and the quarterback isn't making his talent look better. I mean, Juju Smith Schuster for what it's worth, hasn't been the same guy over the last couple of years. But Ben Roethlisberger has also left some plays on the field that I really feel like, you know, we've seen Smith Schuster convert those into bigger plays. And he hasn't played outside as opposed to playing in the slot more. But I think still, like, 
they're holding back Juju a little bit. And I don't like Juju very much as a player. He's not a guy I'd want to pay a bunch of money to have on my team, but he's not a guy, and he's a good receiver. Chase is a good receiver, but their offense is going to be held back by that quarterback, and that quarterback is going to be held back by that offensive line. I don't see that offense scoring very many points this year, and you might see them. If I had to put money on today, the Steelers will rank 32nd of 32nd in total points this year. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Vegas has the Bengals. I've talked about this on my show a couple of times. The Bengals has, has the, the Bengals only winning like six and a half games. Dude, I, I'm not a betting guy, but I'm going to make this bet. I keep saying I'm going to do this. I haven't done it yet. We're going <laughs> to win more than six. We got to win six and a half. You got to win seven games. We're going to win more than seven games, I think. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on, on the – if you're good on or want to give your uh, – uh, season of the oh geez, the rankings or the how record. There we go. I'll get the word. Yeah, out. the record of, of what the Bengals are going to do this year. I mean, I got them going 10 and six, that's a little high, but yeah. I, I do think we can win at least eight, nine, ten games this year. So if, if I'm care, I'm just curious, what does Vegas see that I don't see? You know, I mean, I know yeah. I'll look at everything through orange star colored sunglasses, but I really think we can win more than six and a half games. I, I mean, I, I really do, yeah, and. I'm, I'm not even ready to give my record prediction yet. I haven't done it. We, we did a little bit on the same old Stripe show in the schedule. Uh, we kind of went through the schedule for a little bit. But I'm not ready to give my record prediction yet. I want to see a few more things in camp. I want to see some of the guys that are going to be you know cut, some of the guys that are getting injuries. But this is a team that has every capability in the world of being a f- over 500 football team this year. Now, will it actually happen? Football's weird. I have no idea. But I would be – it's a major disappointment if they win less than eight games. I think eight, I get it. I think you can get to eight games. All things considered, it's a very young team. It's a team that has a lot of new faces, new pieces. It's been a lot of roster churn. But if you can't get to eight wins with this team, you're going to have to make a very obvious decision with the coaching staff. And I think we've seen a different Zach Taylor in just what we've been hearing in the press conferences this offseason. He seems very motivated. I think Mike Brown has put a number in his head, and he knows that this job is not his if he doesn't like get some wins. Because this team, in my own opinion and a lot of other people's opinion, has every capability in the world of making the playoffs. They just do. I mean, there's seven Absolutely. teams. That- Absolutely yeah. they do. It's just it – just, blows my mind that Vegas has it at six and a half because that is that I just think you're going to hit the over all day long. Right. I don't, I, I don't, I don't try to figure out like, what am I missing? Like, I know I'm, I'm an optimistic Bengals fan, but I mean, here I'll, I'll put the, I'll put it up there once I'll put it up there again. My, my, uh, my schedule, but you see, I mean, yeah, 11 to six, eh, that might be a little much, but I mean, I really do think at least nine, 10 wins. I think we can, and we get past the Vikings there's a very good chance we could be 4-0 going into that Green Bay game. I know I got us losing. I got us splitting with the Squealers because I just – I think we could – I really in my heart think we can sweep them, but it's really hard for the Bengals and the Steelers and Squealers. It's always a good game, and Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record, and he's a – I respect the hell out of that dude. He's a really good coach. But, I mean, the Bears, you're either going to have uh, Justin Fields or Andy Dalton – Yes, they have a very good defense, but I still don't think there's much in that offense that that's going to scare me. And then you got the Jaguars. I mean, that's 
you know, Thursday night football. We got the ring of honor ceremony. You got the 81 team coming back. It's Joe Burrow versus urban Meyer and how he passed him up and, you know, all, all that stuff. So I try, I'm like, I think we have a very good shot at going four and and then green Bay, we have a shot at being that because the Bengals and Terry, if Royal flush Terry's out there, he's looked this up for me before. The Bengals are, or, or, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is one and two in Paul Brown Stadium in his career. So he hasn't done very good. I mean, it's still Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not trying to get over, over my skis here. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in football. So it's still going to be hard to beat him. But they have beat him before in the past. So I, I don't know. That, that's, that's where my optimism comes from. And the way they have the schedule set up, I really do think it's set up really well because you got where you go there it is look 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 after the bye week i mean you got kind of the hard teams i think you start with some well i should say the easier teams first and then you got the harder ones toward the second half of the season and that's not a bad thing because over the second half of the season you've got your team galvanized and and knowing what everybody's supposed to do so you can make the second half push so i'd rather have the hard teams in the second half than i do the first i mean you got Minnesota, that'd be a tough one. Green Bay, that and talk about first half here. Minnesota would be a tough one. Green Bay, I think it'd be a tough one. Ratbirds, definitely a tough one. And the and the clowns. But you got the the Bears, I think we can win. I know I got the I got a loss with the Steelers, but I think we can win that one. The Jaguars, I think we can win. The Lions, I think we can win. The Jets, I think we can win. So I mean, those are all winnable games before the bye. So I mean, we have a very good chance of having a, a very high winning percentage before we get to the bye week. So that's where I'm like, yeah, it's a tough schedule, but if you really look at it. It plays out very well in the Bengals' favor, I think. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, you know, for all the optimism that goes into this team and, you know, all the reasonable pessimism that comes on the back end with just, you know, this is where this team has been for the last couple of years. And historically, there's been some really rough runs of it. But, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think it's actually Ken Anderson that pointed this out and something I was listening to recently. This is a team that's actually had some pretty good success over the entire history of the franchise. Now, the lows have been low. The highs haven't been the Super Bowl winning highs. But, man, there's some really good runs of success in this organization, and they know how to put talent together. Mike Brown knows how to find talent on the fringes. And, you know, he doesn't run the show the way he used to. And Duke Tobin, I think, a little underrated in the end of the day. I mean – we were you're talking about Geno Atkins. I mean, you're gonna have my heart, but man, we were talking about this on on the bridge today. I'll, if, if Logan Wilson and Davis Gaither and, and and Marcus Bailey make that jump this year, how's that draft look from a couple years ago? How's that draft look? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then then you got this year, and you, know, you got you got Chase, and if Carmen Jackson does what what we think he's going to do, and if Osai and Tyler Shelvin, if all these guys contribute. How's those drafts looked? How's Duke Tobin look now? Now, Duke Tobin is, and I'll, I'll say he has failed as trying to get off its alignment. That he has, yeah. has not been good at. I mean, yeah. but, and, and he, and, and the whole thing with John Ross, we all, that was a reach because they, to me, they screwed up when they, they let Whitworth, and they let Zeitler, and they let Sanu and Marjorie. They should have signed two of them out of the four at least. They didn't. So they reached for, for John Ross. But after that, if you look at the last, last two drafts, I think they've been awesome. Now we'll have to wait and see what everything, but but so far, it looks like he's done a great job of drafting. And when we went to five straight playoffs, he hit on damn near every draft pick. 
almost everybody was contributing from from those drafts. And that's what got us to one of the most at the time, one of the most talented teams in football. So I like Duke. I'm a big Duke fan. I, I do Duke Tobin, not Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do think Duke it, it, Duke Tobin is a very, very good evaluator of talent. I do think he's a good GM. Yeah. I mean, it's all gonna have to prove itself out in the uh the on-field performance this year, but I think Duke's done a lot more good than bad. The last couple of years have been particularly bad. Um, he has the same issue finding offensive linemen that Bill Belichick seems to have finding wide receivers. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good intentions there, but it just doesn't happen. So well, let's hope he hit it, got it right with with Jackson Carmen this year. <laughs> let's hope he got that one right. Yeah, I think fortunately there was enough external uh, voices in his ear and enough. I think they knew they had to get that pick right because. They'd be damned if they didn't at this point. They knew who they wanted. I mean, I think Tevin Jenkins will end up having a nice NFL career. Liam Eikenberg, I'm less sold on. And Walker I was Little, like I, Leatherwood. Leatherwood was my dude. That, that's who I wanted to get, but the Raiders got him. Yeah, that was an overdraft, in my opinion. For oh, definitely. Yeah, that's why I thought Leatherwood would, would be the second round. I didn't think he'd be a first-rounder at all. Well, I'll tell you what. I think Osai is a guy that I had graded in the first round. Actually, I don't think I know he was. And we got him in the third oh. round, so – yeah, I there's some people that had him in the first round. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I was one of them. I think he's a game wrecker when he gets it going. He has that loss in potential. And it's kind of insane when you really watch some of that Texas tape. Exactly, exactly. All right, Willie, you said about 10 or 15 more minutes, and that's probably been past that. I have been keeping track. But I appreciate you coming on the show as always. It's an absolute blast talking to you. Okay, yeah, cheers, tell everybody, yeah, yeah, tell everybody about your podcast and what you got and what you got going on. And you still writing for Last Word on sports? Are you still doing, doing that too? Yeah, I'll have last round sports going on. Make sure you check me out there. I'm going to have about six articles a month, every month. And actually heading into the season, there's going to be a lot more coming for me on that front. We'll have a lot more. I like to really evaluate what's actually happening on the field. And I've kind of evaluated all of 2020 to death. So I'm pretty sick of it at this point. Taking <laughs> a little breather, getting my uh, kind of self-collected here for the regular season. But I'll have a bunch more for you guys. But same old stripes. We're going to start doing two episodes a week starting into the regular season and some in the actually as preseason games kind of kick off. We're going to have usually here's how we're going to do it. We'll have a beat writer on Thursday from the opposing team. Um, so you guys will have a nice little taste of what it looks like to play your opponent every week. Plus, we have a really fun cast. Uh, me, uh, Tyler Olson and Billy Heenan. I mean, we just have a lot of fun on the show. I think you guys will really enjoy it if you enjoy Jeff's show. Sports and Strawberry Ice, very much fun to be on this show. I have a great time every time I stop by, which is twice. But, hey, have hey, a blast. I'll have to get you on more. I, I, that's what that means. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. You guys make sure you you follow him, uh, download uh, the same old stripes, follow him, watch it, or read his articles on Last Word on Sports. And uh, that, Willie, who day? Who day? All right, guys, that was cool. I hope you guys liked it. I got to get to this uh, comment here Terry had on there, and, and I might have to accept this. Um, let's see. Ice, let's make a deal. If the Bengals' defense holds the Vikings to 220 yards or less total offense, you have to call Lou Armadillo by his actual name. Deal. I got you. Then hold, hold me to it so I don't forget. Make sure you remind me, Terry. <laughs> so. So I, I'll remember that. Uh, so I would I would call Lou Armadillo by his real name, and I will be glad to do it because the defense will be playing really well. And if you and if you listen to what I'm saying here, Terry, which I'm not mad, 
the defense is looking really good. <laughs> I mean, it is. I, I, the thing that drove me nuts last year was watching those DBs back 25 feet off the wide receivers, which that's an exaggeration, but they kept backing off of them. They ain't backing off of nobody right now. They're right up on them. So I am very excited about what Lou might have. All right, let's get to a couple more comments here. Uh, let's see here. Get low. What's up, buddy? Where you been at? Get low. Get low. Get low. Get low. Get low. Oh, sorry. Okay. Mike Brown is loyal to his draft picks and have no problem paying them. That is absolutely true. Uh, I don't know what. So you guys, uh, let's see here. Oh, Terry. Yeah, you're not. You're not a Lou fan either. It's not that I'm not. Put it this way, I understand better of what he's trying to do. Last year, I didn't understand at all what he was trying to do. My problem with what he did last year, but he, he's trying to get a morphy defense where he has guys who can rush the passer and can drop back into coverage. He did not have the talent to do that last year. So that's where I think if you're a good coach, you're able to coach to the talent of your team, what your team can do, you know, and not ask your players to do something they can't do. And I think Lou last year asked too many guys to do stuff they couldn't do. That's the problem I had with Lou. This year, it looks like he has the guys that can do what he wants to do. So I think it, it could work out a little better. So, all right, let's see here. Let's see who we got. Uh, okay. Logate. Good show. Thanks, Loki. Uh, somebody said, duh. Uh, let's see here. Chris, um, that's going to be tough with Dalvin Cook. Oh, you talk about, oh, it's like, I think I saw that one. Talk about the, uh, Vikings. Uh, nope, that one, but, oh, you talk about the, uh, I got you. I got you. I got you now. You're talking about the bet. That's going to be tough with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it's it, it That's going to be tough. I agree with you. And, but. Chris, the thing you got to look at, too, is look who their quarterback is. Kirk Cousins? I mean, maybe he'll have a breakout year. I don't know. But he's never been a great quarterback. And if this defense can stop them enough times and the Bengals, that's the thing. I think Zim brought this up yesterday. If the Bengals can get out in front of people and get a lead, that takes a lot of stuff away from the other team. So let's just say the Vikings here. Let's say we get out to a 14-0 lead at first. Then you maybe get to a 20-0 lead. 20 to whatever. A big enough lead where they have to start throwing the ball to, to catch up. I'll take Kirk Cousins having to throw the ball all day long to try to catch up. Same thing with Jamar Chase. Same thing with with uh, Baker Mayfield. That's where that's good to me. That's the key where this offense and defense can work together. That's where to me you don't have to have a great defense. You have to have a good enough defense to get the ball back to Joe Burrow and that offense, and they can cook. That's the part where it's a team. It's a team sport, and that's where I think the Bengals are going to be able to really take off this year. All right, let's see here. 
Uh, Danny, what do you got here? You're new to the show, I think. How you doing? Uh, Joe Burrow has completed his physical rehab. Now it's mental rehab to go through. <sighs> See, I, I'm watching him. And when he's throwing, the guys are around his feet. I mean, not that close, but they are around his feet. He's not looking at his feet. I mean, he's stepping into the throws. It's just not. It's just not clicking right now. And I think I said I think it's rust. I think he's going to be okay. But I, I. But you are right. He does have to get over the mental side of it. You know, it. It, it is. That is a, a portion he's going to have to get over. But Joe Burrow is such a mentally tough kid that I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal to, to get over it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Oh, Rafa, you talk about, yeah, my defense. Yeah, you're right. They, were, they had to run 25 yards back on third and five. Yeah, that third and five would kill me. That's that's the part that ticked me off about Lou and his his defense. Uh, man, I'm trying to get to you guys questions. I really am, but I'm getting, so you guys are awesome today. Uh, all right, Jeff about the Vikings, uh, Vikings defense last two years have been very bad. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Uh, but I'll never, I'm not going to be that confident about a, 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 a Zim Zimmer offense or Zimmer defense, Mike Zimmer defense. Yeah. They haven't been that good. Still Mike Zimmer. <laughs> Matt Richie's calling me. I'll call you back, buddy. I'm on the show. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'll, I'll always respect Mike Zimmer. So yes, the the Vikings defense hasn't been that good the last couple of years, but it's still Mike Zimmer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you're saying uh, since the Bengals new era, we should run over the Vikings, dude. I think I think we have a. A great chance, and I can't wait to see Joe Mixon. I, I'm really curious to see how many yards, total yards of offense he has from scrimmage by the end of the year. Because I've seen him in practice, and I don't remember him doing this ever. He might have done it, but they're splitting him out wide. I did it a couple times. So that is a, a very cool, interesting thing, another new fold to the offense that that we haven't got to see. Because Gio was always the one that went out and broke out wide for the wide receiver position. Now Mixon's doing it. And Mixon made a one-handed catch that so nobody's talking about it. But anyway, all right, let's see. Uh, there you go. Cincy, Cincy Bengals New Era. By the way, welcome to the show. I don't Unless you change your name, I love the name. Uh, Joe Mixon, 1,100 yards from scrimmage. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean – I've had people say he's going to get 1,100 and we're going to have 3,000-yard wide receivers. And these are experts. There's not that many footballs, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. But it's going to be very fun watching this team. And I will feel a lot, a lot better once I go down there. I'll probably go back down Friday and hopefully see Joe throwing some dimes. That would be awesome. All right, guys, it's almost 6.30. I think I'm going to roll on out of here. I have appreciated you guys watching the show. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, again, if you guys have not checked out uh, Samuel Stripes, check Willie out and his buddies on there. They're a very cool uh, YouTube show to, or excuse me, a podcast to listen to. 
So make sure you guys check them out. And I'd like to thank all the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream. So if you guys have not joined any of these groups, make sure you join them. Oh, speaking of which, I have to do this real quick. I almost forgot. Uh, Who Day Nation, one of my groups that lets me live stream, are giving away this jersey here. And they say approach day. I think they've already got 20,000 members. Uh, the admins will be giving away uh, here at Who Day Nation would like to do a Cincinnati Bengals jersey giveaway to all members. To enter the, enter the win, all you have to do is share this post, comment your jersey size, and must be a member of the group. When it hits 20,000 members and 200 plus shares, we will announce the winner. All part of our thanks for everyone here, what they have and what they have contributed for making this one of the best Bengals forums around. So if you guys have not joined Hootay Nation, that's another great reason to join them. You can get that cool uh, New Stripes 513 Hootay Nation Bengals jersey. So make sure you guys do that. Check that out. Uh, check them out. Also check out uh, Bengals Nation. Uh, Bengals Hootay Nation, Cincinnati Reds, rounding third, heading for home. Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle, Bearcat country. And I, I can't wait to get some Bearcat talk on here. I really died to talk some Bearcat football. Uh, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. Uh, TikTok is at Iceman90. YouTubers, like I said, you guys are killing it. I am at 1,290 subscribers. That is awesome. Like I said, the podcast is blowing up. I- I'm getting, I- I'm over, I don't know how many thousands of downloads. It's great. Keep it up. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell them about Strawberry Ice. If you can't watch the show for an hour, listen to the podcast. Podcast is on BeanPod, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast, it's there. I appreciate the support. You guys rock. This is going to be a fun season. I cannot wait for this thing to get going. And other than that, as my sometimes co-host, I'm saying sometimes. (laughs) He'll be back on sometime. Jeremy D's Nuts Dimebag Dean always says, ready? All together. Remember one thing and one thing only, and that is if you don't live in Cleveland, uh, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati. Who day? I messed up the line. Sheesh. Hey, I'll be back on the bridge Friday. It was great meeting uh, the two guys I met there up on the bridge today. You guys will come hang out the bridge. I'll be there. Uh, Practice is around three o'clock, ends around five. So I should be there the whole time. So Friday's show might be a little later. Tomorrow's show. Yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow's show, I got Emily uh, Parker from the Bengals. She's the social media director coming on. She's going to be a lot of fun to talk to. We talk about the new stripes, things that are going on with the Bengals. Maybe I'll try to get some more information out of her. I'm going to call Matt Ritchie back. He just called me. He's from the Bengals season ticket office. See what he wants. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! You're about to enter the world of Strawberry Ice and the Ice Cave. Let's go!
you know, league, the league rule was you're not really supposed Probably to take do. him out of that conversation. In that he started from absolute scratch. I would draft Aziz Ojolari or any, any uh, nobody's doing seven step drops in playing, right you know, playing tackle for him. So right. It's he's 22 years old. Devonta Smith, same thing. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. You thought that 2010 that he should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. So that's why to fill the stadium. Yeah, I, I remember you guys saying that. It's crazy. So I, I see that he's taken uh, the non. But overall, that that line wasn't better. No, um, I, you know, they still... you know, he's talking to the refs and, and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get those calls." He's, he's coming. He, he, what, he's oh, yeah. coming. He's coming. He's going to be in section 158 with me. So we're... these guys have learned basically since they've been in the major leagues. 